Hey there, if you would like ad-free and early versions of these episodes, as well as bonus episodes, movie club episodes, and lots more, head on over to patreon.com slash craigandfriends. Make believe is not pretend, we might be but we're on the mend. It never starts, it never ends, welcome to Craig and Friends, welcome to Craig and Friends, welcome to Craig and Friends. Welcome to an encore presentation from the first year of the podcast, featuring myself and Katya talking to Carol Pope, the Canadian queer pioneer who you may have just seen on Canada's Drag Race. And get ready for a brace of hot new episodes coming not only to the airwaves, but to YouTube. More details about that in the upcoming weeks. For now, enjoy the chat that Katya and I had with Carol Pope in 2018. Yes, Katya. Are we rolling? We are rolling, Katya. I have a confession to make. What's that confession? Tell me, tell me. I have once again done the undoable. What's that, darling? I have shat into my panties. Well, again, it's a good thing we have a leather couch. Leather couch. Don't say ouch if you're wearing pants and you're allowed to dance. Do the fecal dance. Do that fecal dance puts me deep in a trance. There's no reason left to prance, for thine <laughs> shittiness eludes me. And what a lovely introduction for the introduction of Carol Pope, who yes. is going to be our guest on this episode. That's right. She wrote a book called Anti-Diva. It's an autobiography. And um, Newsweek calls it a total piece of shit. Just kidding. Just kidding. That's um, just, a, just a little joke there for no, the kids. No, the, the Toronto Star hails it as... The kind of book you take in single gulp for fear of losing step with its breathless pulp noir pace. It is a page turner, right? It's a, it's a, it's also, as the Globe and Mail uh, heralds quite fondly, uh, deeply enjoyable and an unexpectedly deft. It's uh, Pope is saucy and willing to say just about anything. Refreshingly, Pope does not feel the need to apologize in any way for this behavior or to seek forgiveness. There is no closure, no reckoning, no teary epiphanies on mountaintops or Costa Rican yoga retreats. Interesting. I don't relate to any of that. None at all. None at all. Actually, the book is so fucking good. It's fantastic, It's so fucking right? good. It, um, I don't know how to read, Craig, and this book cured my insomnia and my depression and gave me literacy. And cleared up your skin. You said something about that earlier. But well, my rosacea came back. Oh, from the book. From the book. But that's because I was bashing it against my face. And then that just looked, it was bruising that looked like That'll rosacea. That'll screw up your exfoliation yeah, uh, treatments. But, yeah. It, it, yeah. Um, but the, the kids at home will be pleased to know that Divine, uh, legendary uh, drag figure, Divine, features prominently, is featured yes. prominently in the book. And then um, there's a... a Wait, 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 wait. What the... F- Hold on, shit. How can I find that fucking thing? Well, this while you're looking for that, I just want to give our listeners a little heads up. If you're not familiar wait, with Craig. Carol Pope... Yes, Katya. I'm waiting. I have to interrupt you for one That's second. Katya, I will accept that, but please, make it worthwhile. Continue. Thank you. Carol Pope, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with her work yet, she was the singer of a tremendously pioneering band in the 70s called Rough Trade. She has a brand new song out now. It's fantastic. It's called This Is Not a Test. We'll be posting clips of it on the Instagram and the Twitter. And Carol Pope, in addition to working with Rough Trade, uh, has been in and around some incredible scenes in the show business world and has worked with... Is that with, the world of show business? That is the world of show business. Okay. Yeah, world in and around and of. And of. And the through. show business. Yeah. yeah. Hailing originally from Canada... 
Carol now uh, splits her time between L.A. and Canada, and she's worked with everyone from David Bowie to Divine. And so uh, in her long career of uh, live performing, she recounted a, um, in the book on page 91, a man in the audience jerked off into his shoe during one of our sets. We could see him shooting his load from the stage. The band couldn't get enough of that. The burning question was, did the guy put the shoe back on his foot? Incredible. See, incredible. This is just a taste of That's some of the magic uh, prose that you will find yeah. in Carol Book's Carol Book's Pope. Yeah, Carol Pope's book, Anti-Diva. Yeah. And so uh, you're about to hear us talk to Carol Pope for a while about very many things, and we hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. And I have just one last thing to say. Yes, please, Katya. What is that? Her papal intricacies are not explored in this interview. Sadly, yeah. We felt it was too touchy of a topic. But uh, nonetheless... <laughs> we still uh we still had it in our minds yeah and uh we'll be playing little clips of some of her songs through the years and her new fabulous song this is not a test go buy that now mm-hmm. and enjoy the rest of the show excited to have carol pope here thank you so much for coming excited to be here right yeah. in weho <laughs> your old neighborhood right yeah what what part of weho did you live in oh everywhere because i i'm a serial mover <laughs> so i'd move back and forth between here and new york i'm still doing that but um i lived on laurel uh-huh. and hayworth i think i lived on laurel like three times though so. yeah you had a thing for laurel I did have a thing. Well, because rent control apartments, uh, which I know. I know, but this is, which is what we're in now too. And uh, oh, really? I'm hoping it stays. There's some, some scuttlebutt about the building maybe being sold. No one quite knows, but I think they'd have to upgrade it to such a level that they would have to, it would be like a gym or something in here. But I oh think my God. maybe if they can just bring it up to code, we'll be okay. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> These are lovely hallways, of course. Yeah, yeah. lovely yeah. hallways. Walk through about 16 fire doors. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's good to go through a lot of those because you feel like you're going to some sort of like a, a court uh, process or something. Do you, how do you feel about Los Angeles these days? Uh, I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you been over it for in their book? There's many times where it seems like you were definitely over Los Angeles. I know. Um, I came back here four years ago for a stupid reason. And then as soon as I got here, I was over, I was over it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was the stupid reason? I love a stupid reason. I'm not telling you the stupid oh, okay. reason. Oh, okay. 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 Maybe we'll guess later. It'll yeah. be a fun game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my best friend in the world moved to Luca. In Tuscany, and oh, okay. I'm like, oh, 
I'm like, wait, my <laughs> bestie is gone. Oh, no. Oh, that always stinks. Yeah. Yeah. But so you've lived here a number of times, but you still live sometimes in New York? No, I, I've lived in New York a couple of times and I want to move back because I wrote a musical with a friend of mine in New York, Kate oh, cool. Rigg. Yeah. And trying to get it happening. There's no way I could get it happening here. Not that we can for sure get it happening there, but it's kind of easier to present to people. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's more of like sort of the done thing, right? Yeah. And she went to Juilliard. So oh, wow. anytime we've done like read throughs, she's just called people from, you know, that she used to go to school with and. Mm-hmm. It's just, and I tried to do a reading here, and it was like a nightmare. So I'm like, I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> and you spent a lot of time in New York around the time of Saturday Night Live as well. Were you there before that era as well? Yeah, we because Rough Trade, my band Rough Trade, we for some reason would always drive to New York and do gigs because uh-huh. um, it was easy in those days. Because you were based in Toronto, right? Yeah, yeah. So we would go. I I don't know how it all started, but yeah, we. We played New York a lot. And it was a good time to be playing New York a lot, right? It was fantastic. In the like late 70s and 80s, that was, you know, an amazing time to be in New York. Right. It's not and, quite as amazing. Yeah, now, and also affordable. No. Slightly uh, affordable to be in New York in that, at that time. I mean, now it's, in, it's insane. It's insanely expensive. Yeah, it's like crazy. I mean, my old neighbor, I was, I was living in the East Village like four years ago in a rent-controlled apartment. And oh, wow. Now, and now they're three times as much. I tried to keep the apartment, believe me, but they wouldn't sure, let me. Yeah, yeah. I know that that's a common thing, right? Like if you have any kind of good apartment, you just keep it, try well, to, whatever. It wasn't yeah. even good. It was cheap, but it was, oh, but apparently we were over raw sewage, one of my neighbors told oh, me. Oh, fabulous. God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have the address? Because yeah. Brian's looking yeah, for Yeah, that's a, the okay. kind of floral and fragrant atmosphere I'm, I'm wanting to live in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that Jesus that reminds me, um, you said that someone at World of Wonder mentioned that you were at a uh, drag race taping at one go, point. Did you perhaps? ever go to a, a drag race taping? Or am I imagining that? You're imagining? Okay, fine. Oh, sorry. I do, Shit. I do know those World of Wonder guys. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But no, I'm not so much into drag. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. No, it's okay. Although in your book, <laughs> one of my favorite lines is that you're the faggiest dyke you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I am I am a fag dyke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, well, what, that, what does that mean that these days, especially for the kids? Um, I don't know. For me, it just means because I like um, Broadway. I like musicals, okay. which is faggy. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest of me is dykey. You know? <laughs> I love in the book when you talked about really getting into the gossip. Because who doesn't love gossip? I love gossip so much. Any good gossip but... lately? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was going to go downhill. Yeah, we're trolling. Sorry. Uh... We're mining for, for diamonds. I don't know. Already. Have I heard anything? I don't know. Isn't everything on Facebook? I, I think so. Yeah. I can't think of anything new. It's not quite as I hidden know, it's, as before. And it's also available instantly. I can't. I don't. I don't do Facebook, and I try to stay out of Twitter. I, I don't know. You try to, but you're on Twitter I, but a I'm, lot. I'm literally on Twitter 36 hours a day. <laughs> How do you feel about social media? Facebook to me is like really tedious because I don't want to know all about your family shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I would never post intimate stuff like that. But. I mean, as an artist, you have to be on it. Sure, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes I'm like, oh, I should be posting more. I like Instagram because it's just, you can throw up a picture. And exactly, yeah. yeah. It's really easy, low maintenance. Yeah, there's and, a definite difference. Yeah. And Twitter I like, but I'm not, I just keep forgetting about it. I do, <laughs> I do too. I'll, if I do tweet, I'll be basically copying whatever I did on Instagram. Just oh, sure. Like a record of the day or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like throwing stupid bits of information because I'm just an idiot. But people but, love that, though. Yeah. Like when you posted. So we had a, a video of 
Brian dancing in a very sort of uh, provocative, a provocative, way. sultry fashion to George Benson's "Turn Your Love Around," and you know people seem to really enjoy yeah. it. So. There, there's no accounting for taste. Sorry about wow. it. Wow, George Benson <laughs> yeah. always makes you smile, though, right? Actually, yeah. I remember in your book, you uh, one moment uh, you're talking to someone about. Uh, I think you're talking to Tina Turner about George Benson's plastic surgery. The only time I met T- Tina Turner, she was talking about black people getting white people surgery and she mentioned George Benson <laughs> and I forget what I forget who else who she else mentioned was under the blade yeah I don't know but she was went off on George Benson so. <laughs> well let's talk a little bit about rough trade too because you guys yeah. were really a pioneering group high school confidential was that your first single well for a real label yeah okay right before that album that was from a void for it but before that we did a direct to disc recording which is like the way they used to make records in the ye olden days where you go into a room and record a whole album and somebody's mastering it at the same time. Right. And you had to do, so it was like live to tape essentially, but it was live to disc. Live to disc. And, and there was like, we did 53 takes. <laughs> did oh you, my God. Did you start to lose your mind after a while yeah. doing that? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But it sounded really good. But it's not my favorite record. Mm-hmm. No. But anyway, yeah. So High School Confidential, I guess, was our first single. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a single. It was we, a we single. We got that for sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was scandalous because we went on the Juno Awards, which are the Canadian Grammys. Yeah. I have many Juno Awards, which mean nothing to, <laughs> to Americans. <laughs> well, my parents are Canadian, so I'm like moderately familiar with the... I loved the part in the book you talk about the specific uh, nature of the Canadian star system. I mean, everybody knows everybody. I mean, I've met everybody Canadian. And then I, I love to tell Americans that people are Canadian because they're like, really? I actually kind of enjoy that too, probably just through you know my parents being Canadian. Your parents are Canadian? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're from Nova Scotia. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, a good friend of mine. Want to do the show yeah, or? I gotta okay. go. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. My good friend, Demi Green, is from Manit- Manitoba. Oh, that's right. She came to LA and, um, you know, with the acting and the performing stuff, and she just the the whole LA vibe is the foreign beast to her and she just you know has to live in her in her bubble to maintain some kind of sanity I <laughs> but that's like a flyover province mm. what is that what does that mean what is <laughs> well that? like flyover state here you oh. know uh, the sort of the disregarded perhaps oh, yeah. except Winnipeg the lost land Winnipeg Manitoba is like really cool and quirky and weird oddly that was the stronghold for Phantom of the Paradise when that came out it was huge in France and in Winnipeg it played for like two years everywhere else it played for about two weeks wow. and dropped out well, yeah. Winnipeg is uh, I think the home of one of my favorite directors Guy Madden that's right. There, I think he, it is. Oh, yeah, Winnipeg and the 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 movie The Saddest Music in the World. Oh, I have to see that. You got to see that. Have you yeah, seen I it? Yeah, I do. No, oh, I haven't it's seen it. So good. It's it, Canadian, so I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> you like to know if they're Canadian, and when you find that out, you're like, I refuse no, to get out of my house. Yeah. No, not really. House. I just haven't heard of it. Although I do like Guy Madden. <laughs> <laughs> I like that rule, though. It's Canadian. Yeah. I won't. Absolutely. I don't want to. I don't want to. It's the reverse of the Canadian content rule, right? So the CBC, for those uh, listening who don't know, have a rule about programs that there needs to be a certain percentage of. Um, I guess not just CBC. CanCon Canadian content. Oh, there you go. Yeah. CanCon. Yeah. And that's how we have. Uh, the McKenzie brothers from SCTV, the Great White North. Mm. For those who are familiar, if not, we'll post a clip. We'll post a clip. Yeah, because they had to fill two minutes of time of specifically Canadian content. So Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis just went, got drunk, and made up a bunch of stuff. I mean, they were really Canadian, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and you have a lot of connections with the SCTV people. The way I found you, uh, your work for the first time was through SCTV. My partner, Rough Trade partner, and I used to actually go and watch Second City. Um, 
all the time we used to smoke some dubs. <laughs> and my sister was the manager uh-huh. at the theater, and we'd go all the time, and it was like just phenomenal because it was like Gilda Radner, Danny Aykroyd, yeah. and Andrea Martin, and Eugene Levy. And sometimes the Chicago people would come, and then you'd oh, get cool. to see Bill Murray. Sure. And you know, John Candy. It was like amazing. So what better thing to do every night than smoke up and... <laughs> <laughs> right. Because you're like the best comedy available. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And also there's a interesting connection between rockers and comedians. Yeah. What is it? Oh, we know each other. We love each <laughs> well, other. Well, comedians <laughs> want to be like rock stars like Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And then vice versa. Also, a lot of musicians tend to enjoy the comedic stuff. And I think I'm pretty funny on stage. I like yeah. to be funny. Bitter and funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a combo we enjoy quite a bit. Well, we were talking about uh, drag before and how you're not that into drag. And, and of course, Brian is known for his drag work as Katya. On the, uh, the Drag Race show. On the Drag Race show. And uh, some seen. listeners some listeners might be familiar. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. We've never seen it either. Yeah, I, just, never, I, I hear rumors from him. Never seen one episode. <laughs> never seen one episode. Well, I don't know. I just used to be into drag. And then I was like, okay, I'm over it. What else? And then I was yeah. into drag kings. And now... There are no drag kings because it seems all weirdly politically incorrect, although mm-hmm. yeah. I think so hot. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I work with Divine, so yeah, who, who can top that? Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. How do yeah. you, I mean, what's, where do you go from there? What was it? And you just, de- you know, described um, Divine as one of the most professional and easygoing people to work with. And what, what, what was like, can you give us some, some tidbits about for the listeners at home about working with Divine? Well, um, Gavin Staples and I wanted to do this crazy musical cabaret thing. And we went to New York and, cause we were a big fan of Divine's movies and went to New York and saw Divine and Women Behind Bars, in which Divine plays a prison matron. Mm-hmm. What could be better? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, abusing the inmates. Solved. Done. Done. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Where's um, that musical? <laughs> I don't know. And then we went backstage and we're like, do you want to be in a, stupid musical (laughs) and divine had never sung before so that was interesting yeah and didn't understand the structure of a song and (laughs) where the verse and chorus was also interesting but um we did this crazy show at massey hall this is in the 70s before we had a record deal Mm -hmm. um called restless underwear and there's like some acting some bad acting Mm -hmm. and the best kind a set was it a round bed or a heart-shaped bed? I can't even remember. <laughs> it's a bed. There was a guy on a leash. There was sailors. But people loved it. And we stupidly really didn't even film it. Well, <laughs> it was much harder then. Yeah, right? in I mean, those days. Yeah. And we did it in New York, and it was a disaster. <laughs> because half the audience was there to see us and half to see Divine. And we oh, got yeah. booed, and it was like... Oh yeah, you just you describe it as like the warring factions in the crowd. And yeah. Like, how do you manage that kind of tension? You just kind of roll with it. And say, we just did. I mean, yeah. I will just plow through anything. Yeah. <laughs> I could be wanting to vomit, and I will plow through whatever. Cause yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm a pro. I guess I've been doing it a while. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. But also, Divine uh, taught us how to walk out on a check in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Everyone's helping each other. This yeah. is sweet. yeah, yeah. And that's incredible. Also, we were rehearsing at the sea. BBC and we went into the costume department and Divine took a few little outfits. <laughs> but, you know, that's the gay thing to do. Yeah, sexual that's terrorism. A, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Mopping. Is it oh, yes, yeah, we'll mopping. Yeah. Mopping is stealing. And I forgot to mention why I was bringing up High School Confidential because we were talking about the pioneering aspects of Rough Trade. Is that the first song that was a like a pop hit that was a woman singing about desire for another woman? 
As far as I know. Yeah. Certainly yeah. in Canada. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but actually we wrote it for, we, him and I worked on a movie called Cruising. I have the video disc right up uh, over there. <gasps> the video disc. Yeah, let me, uh, here, let me grab it because it's fun. It's worth interrupting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a obsessed. Oh my God, that is so heavy. <laughs> what the hell? That, that, so that was the... Can uh, I take a picture of this? Oh, absolutely. Please. I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> this delights me, you know. It's beyond. It's insane, right? So that was the intended competition for Laserdisc. But the trouble is, it's really heavy. Uh, it's prone to uh, dust-related damage. And you have to put the thing into the player. The player extracts basically a vinyl record that has... Uh, the film on it, and yeah. then you have to flip it over, which you had to do with Laserdisc anyway. And then the artwork is so great; like I collect that, and like for the one for Body Double, and, and all. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a video disc. Very few people. I don't even know what the, a video disc is. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know an eight track, but <laughs> I don't know what that thing is. But it's really heavy. It's super heavy. Yeah. Can I feel it? Oh, absolutely. And they're also they're so easily damaged. Holy that, shit! It yeah. is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> if you drop fuck? that, what is it? Is it made out of glass? What the fuck is it? <laughs> I went to the Museum of Failure and I didn't see that there. <laughs> no, there really was a Downtown, museum. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but they didn't that. have didn't that. that. It's funny that my uh, little management company is right next to the Museum of Failure, which is very hilariously <laughs> apropos. <laughs> you can look at the window and be like, just remember, yeah, remember. Yeah. It's right around the corner, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So back to cruising. So how did that come about that you were working on cruising? I have no idea. They just phoned me one day. <laughs> there you go. That's the answer. That's yeah. Amazing. They phoned me one day they knew rough trade yeah uh jack nietzsche was uh writing the score and yeah. he's a god uh-huh sure because neil young and the shining oh that's right yeah he did a lot of orchestral scores but also worked with the rolling stones and then william friedkin you know he did a couple oh, of he's good. one of my very favorites he did a couple time. of good flicks like yeah. the exorcist yeah. And yeah just a couple yeah. to live and die in la as well which <laughs> yeah. is one of, oh one i love that favorite. movie i love that movie yeah to live and die in la <laughs> that soundtrack is so good Yes, but we digress. What were we saying? Oh, That's yeah. what we do on the show. Yeah, That's, we're, uh, okay. we're, we're often yeah. prone to tangents. Um, so, yeah, so, so you, were, uh, you were talking, we went, went off track at Friedkin. So, yeah, so I went to New York to an editing room where William was sitting, and he showed me some stabbing and killing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. People are going to be offended by this, yeah. but of course, yeah. I want to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, exactly. But I'm like, oh my God, those queens are going to be angry. Because <laughs> yeah. um, there can't be a gay serial killer. Right. But anyway, so William, so um, Al Pacino plays a gay undercover cop trying to get this, find the serial killer. Yeah. And then he kind of gets sucked into the whole life, which... I'm like, yes, sign me up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. he, he was resistant at first, then he's starting to maybe feel some things for the fellas. I'm mm. feeling some shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting, he gets very into his eye makeup at one yeah, point, which yeah. is great. Yeah, and I love when he dances because he's so horrible. Such oh a God. horrible dancer. <laughs> one of the greatest scenes, we'll put it up for listeners who haven't seen it. We should do cruising for a movie club. One of the things oh, we, we do, should, yeah, we do is now we club. have a movie club. So we'll have to do one on cruising. Yeah, no, he's dancing. The scene where he sniffs. What? What's the? Do you know what the drug is that they're doing in that? Because it's a soaked handkerchief, and it can't be poppers, right? Because poppers burn the skin. I don't oh. know. Poppers? Yeah, you pop. So yeah, or they're in the little bottle. 
Yeah, I don't know what they were doing. I was just curious. Turpentine? Maybe it was turpentine, yeah. Maybe some 70s drug that we just, or 70s, 80s drug that we've forgotten about. <laughs> yeah. It's been yeah, relegated by to the wayside. The, no yeah. one wants to revive yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. The hanky yeah. drug. The hanky yeah. drug, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anyone out there knows what the hanky drug is, please let us know. <laughs> maybe it's chloroform. Maybe it, it could maybe be. Maybe it was poppers. It feels like they were. It could just be yeah. you being like rotten about it and soaking it and. Yeah. yeah, or maybe they diluted it. Could maybe be. they couldn't stand it yeah. full on. Yeah, yeah diluted. But like, I a, think I only did one once, and was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna have a heart attack!" But it's <laughs> supposed to stop heart attacks. <laughs> oh, is, is it? it? I think. Oh, that's right. It opens up the. It's a vasodilator. Dilator. That's right. Vasodilator and yeah. uh, relaxes the smooth s- muscles. As I'm they. gonna move over here because uh, we're too loud. No, no, because <laughs> I have a. <laughs> no, I have a little balance problem that I'm. Dealing oh, okay, with. Carol, it's okay. I smell like human feces. You can just say it. <laughs> no, you smell good. It's improving. Of animal feces, which was last week. Last week was uh, dog shit. Yeah. Today it's just human shit. I'm trying to, I'm wow. trying to work on okay. my stuff. <laughs> well, it's a new perfume line he's trying to work out. You know, yep. branding and all that. Yeah. <laughs> So we did that, uh, which is very interesting, working with Jack Nietzsche. Um, and also, what was it like working with Friedkin? How much interaction did you have with him? Really not that much. Only mm-hmm. the first time, you know, the, I think the only time I met him was when he was just showing me some uh, clips yeah. on that old editing machine that mm-hmm. they used to use. The Moviola? Is that what, yeah, right. I think so, yeah. So, yeah. So basically, you're watching it on a screen that's what, like, 10 inches by 10 inches or something i guess yeah which just adds i think to like the snuff film vibe too, with the stuff <laughs> yeah. from cruising you know but the whole time i'm just trying to be cool because i'm yeah. like oh my god i'm here with william Friedkin, <laughs> and he knows who i am and he likes the band yeah and then i'm with jack Nietzsche, who yeah. who is really lovely but insane yeah. <laughs> um so yeah yeah so we wrote this I'm like, I'm going to write this song and Mink DeVille, who also worked on it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Mink DeVille could do this song. And then they... High School Confidential. High School yeah, Confidential. Yeah. And then they didn't want it. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then it was a big breakout. It was a big you. breakout tune. Yeah. What's the Confidential. A high school, a high school confidential. 
signed a CBS in Canada, but CBS in the U.S. didn't chip in any bucks because okay. they didn't understand about tourist support in those days. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were idiots. Um, but yeah, then we were on Boardwalk, and then the president of Boardwalk died, and Neil Bogart. Neil Bogart of Casablanca Records. Sorry, yeah, Casablanca. Well, no, I mean, that's uh, just yeah, for yeah. the folks. Uh, yeah. 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 So that was not good for us. <laughs> no, that's never good yeah. for the label boss dies. Because yeah. we, you know, we charted, we had a single All Touch, No Contact, and that was charting, and then I think we only played, like, not that many, we did a lot of press stuff, but we didn't, we played L.A., and Seattle, and Boston, and New York, and that's all I can remember. Mm-hmm. Sure. And also, that's what hampered your extending the tour with Bowie, right? We're like, Bowie wants us to go on some, you know, do some more dates with him, and, and CBS would not Fuck. give us any money. They didn't see the point of it or something? Like, yeah, really, that we would expand our audience. Or And that was for the Serious Moonlight Tour, yeah. so you did a bunch of shows in Canada yeah. with him. and did a tv special which we can't find yeah right well i have to be on the case for that I love yeah you're for that. gonna get detective I, craig mcneil exactly on the case. yeah i was wearing really good gloves i had some gauntlets and i want them now <laughs> i wish i had them <laughs> oh yeah you, you, uh, rough trades fashions oh my god so fantastic yeah oh it's a, the which video did we watch the other day it was the um the crimes, crimes of, passion? of passion yeah god damn that video is so good I want to see more videos. <laughs> oh, we didn't make that many videos. But um what, the ones you did though are great. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Because again, you know, support from the label. Well, sure, yeah, you kind of need that. I mean, it, the the was it the last was territorial the last video that Rough Trade made? Oh, no, we did Sexual Outlaw. Oh, okay, because um I remember in the book you said that was it your manager? I'm not sure who, but put, basically put a consortium of people who were looking for a tax dodge together. Yeah, yeah. So we could do to, territorial. That's <laughs> right. why we had to do the making of. You have to do the making of so they get their tax dodge. <laughs> Which is great. We'll post the making of sometime soon. Um, oh, I think I have that on VHS, so I won't be watching it anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I tracked that down once. I was telling you before we went yeah. on. Yeah, I was uh, because the rarer something is, the more I have to have it. Then I'm like, I must see this because must have must, must have, have it. Yeah. But what was it like um, performing with David Bowie? It was incredible, um, just because, you know, we got to reach a much larger audience, and um, he was really sweet, and there was traveling sushi chefs. And <laughs> I mean, that's really the highest thing. Traveling yeah. sushi chefs. Yeah. I mean, the backstage food was yummy, and um, just the whole vibe was really wonderful, and, I, you know, I would just watch him every night and it's not a bad thing to no. spend the evening yeah. doing right yeah. yeah i can think of worse ways to spend an evening and then we would just go hang out with the band and do tons of blow and <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that yeah you do uh, mention a lot of that in the book the drug use at the time yeah. there was some blow yeah. i can't yeah. lie about a little bit it of cocaine yeah just a little bit of cocaine just a little bit <laughs> of rail just a yeah. touch just a touch yeah. just a little seasoning yeah. yeah well it went well with the fashions as well yeah yes um the fashion we were obsessed with fashion um all our friends were obsessed with fashion but yeah we wanted rough trade specifically wanted a look we wanted you know a vibe sure we wanted a, a distinctive yeah we wanted you know. to have certain you know sometimes have sets on stage which is not always easy in a little bar or whatever but <laughs> sure but as we play bigger venues we would just you know we'd like to have some you know just not come out and be a band but have something else for the people to look at and right and just we were obsessed with 80s designers mm-hmm. yeah and there was and you talk also about like the 
crossover between the art world and and like thinking about um what was it the um I like it but is it art? Oh and, right. Um, you know, and um nowadays it's like it's hard to it doesn't seem like anything is art anymore like with social media and with like you know instagram and like self-promotion and then um like the bureaucracy and capitalism of the art world is kind of like is it it's all been done or how do you how do you like kind of strive for like freshness or or new looks like today i don't know i don't know i mean i Mm. don't know yeah because when we started uh playing this group of canadian artists uh general idea uh we became friends with them and they were into performance art and making installations and uh, they designed four of our album covers, which are pretty unique and I think collectible. Yeah. Um, and two of them died of AIDS. Um, and they did a lot of AIDS related art, like big installations. Mm-hmm. And anyway, um, but yeah, we would all like everybody hung out with everybody in those mm-hmm. days and yeah. we all would be in New York or London or, you know, Toronto, and it was all like this amazing scene going on, yeah. which is not really happening now. It seems like that's gone with that era. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fucking tragedy. Because you always want to think, oh, wait, am I just thinking like, oh, it's th- the kids these days. But it really just seems that it's not happening whatsoever. No. And I mean, everything is like, I've already seen everything 50 times. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I'm old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. please come up with something new. I mean, I want to be inspired. And it's yeah. like so rare that you see anything like that. I mean, I think Bjork is like yeah. crazy wacky that way and yeah. always, you know, pushing the envelope. But I, yeah. you know, there's not that much of it. And everybody, and there are so many insipid artists who I just want to stab in the eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> Scared to name a few. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. (laughs) I don't know some band with a chick that can't sing some band with a chick that sings through her nose there's a lot of that (laughs) what do you make of I mean is it I like yeah it is hard to feel inspired by if like if anything goes it's it's you know is there any barometer for for what's good anymore and and like in it's there's just so much out there how do you how do you even find what's I have the same problem but I don't know 
nothing really inspires yeah once in a while i'll hear a song that i like or i'll see a band that's interesting and uh i mean i do think there's some amazing artists out there but most of them have been around for a while you know right right i can't remember if you mentioned in the book but i always love hearing anything about coco schwab i think you mentioned that she was radiating a very specific kind of vibe and coco schwab for those who don't know is david bowie's longtime personal assistant and guardian if you will yes Yes, like keep away from David. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've only read things about be- her being a little bit frosty. Like it was. Yeah, very... she scared me. Really? <laughs> She's like, you can't get near David, but I got near David. David came well, to you, right? David, yeah. the first time we opened for him, he started gossiping with me and um, <laughs> and hugged me, and it was like really sweet. And then, but yeah, Coco was always swabbing around. <laughs> <laughs> You were friends with Kim Cattrall. Yeah. And back in the day. And I wanted to know if you ever heard her scat video. Scat singing. Let me just clarify. No. <laughs> All right. Well, we yearn for a treat, Carol no. <laughs> We were kind of neighbors uh-huh. in Toronto. I met her when she's, I think, had just done tribute with what's his name? Oh, Rob Jack Rob? Lemons. Johnny Lemons, right? Johnny, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Lemons. Johnny Lemons. Jack Lemon. Classic. And Robbie yeah. wasn't. Oh, Robbie Benson? Robbie that? Benson. Okay. Yeah. And we went to a party, and um, the ex-prime minister was there, Trudeau, okay. Pierre Trudeau. And I, and I met him, and I'm like, he's totally hot for a guy in his 60s. <laughs> he was like really... So he had it, like because he was the sort of the man, man about town. Yeah. Yeah. And then later, his wife came, to, Margaret Trudeau came to see us. She's the one, right, who supposedly had an affair with Jagger. Is that yeah. right? No, I think it was Ron Wood. Wait, I don't what? Know. Oh, Ron Wood. Oh, yeah, yeah. The she was just were... with the Stones, you know. <laughs> She's hanging with the Stones. And then she was in the audience. Bit of blow, so like, bit of blow, bit of Stones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's right. She, she was in the audience. Yeah. And it caused kind of a stir, right? Yeah. And we were trying to be cool. Margaret Trudeau's in the audience. Did anyone ever show up at a show that you were way into that, like, it freaked you out or you were surprised? Like, lots of weird people would come to our show. Uh, well, we're fans, so we understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, Xavier Hollander, the happy hooker. The happy uh, hooker. The happy hooker. Who is that? Wait, what is the happy hooker? Um, she wrote a book. Did she write? That's right. There was a book and then there was a movie based on it. Yeah. I, was trying, I was foggy there. The happy um, hooker. I can't remember. There was just all, all kinds of crazy at our parties, yeah. at our uh, show, sorry, I can't like imagine. a party, I can't imagine. and some penises yeah. would show up. Oh. <laughs> some penises would pop out once in a while, <laughs> which was very interesting. All right, there's a passage in your book where you talk about a man in the audience who jerks off into his shoe. Yeah, that oh. was in New York. Of course, very New York. Right? We were doing yeah. a show in New York, and we look in the corner. There's a guy jerking off in his shoe. And we're like, is he going to put that back on his foot when he's oh done? I know. I mean, th- these are the questions. These are the questions. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you're on stage, you've you've heard these songs, so you're thinking about other things. Yeah, yeah we are. Yeah. We're like, what? <laughs> and then you always wonder, like, how long did he t- had it out for? What song that sparked yeah. that for him? Those, yeah. Th- these days, all you get is just people filming it on their phones. It's I know. Nobody's jerking off into their shoes, or maybe they could jerk off on. To their phones no or something, i wish I, yeah. yeah if they weren't on it i mean i hate the f- whole phone thing do you yeah, yeah. yeah. when it, you see like a sea of people just recording yeah. something i will you know be in the moment i right. mean i got to be in the moment and it's a lot better than yeah shooting a video of it so here's um kim cattrall her husband's playing stand-up bass and 
What? Which husband? Mark. Well, he bit all the he-dogs and winked at all the she-dogs. The town never knew such a hullabaloo as that little dog raised till the end of that day. It's a shame there isn't an album, you know, that's... Kim, make an album. <laughs> I didn't even know that she... Rhythm. Oh, what, what's this? He sort of feels me out. I feel him out. And uh, we go for it. <laughs> wow. That's certainly true, isn't it? Kimmy! <laughs> I love that recently she said the whole Sex in the City hubbub. She's like, look, I've never been friends with them. I don't like Sarah Jessica Parker. I just like when anyone just comes out and is fully just like scorched earth about anything. Wow. I think she liked them in the beginning. I mean, I remember when she got that gig and she was all excited. I didn't see her for a few years after that. And then I I saw her in New York before I left, and she invited me to over for whatever, Breck, Breck Brunch. <laughs> and lives in a fabulous apartment on Park Ave. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Um, I'm like, okay, you made some money <laughs> yeah. from that show. Yeah. yeah. Do it, girl. Things are get going. The, yeah. 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 Get, get the cash. <laughs> it must be. I mean, I imagine it must be weird when you're part of a thing like that, of a franchise that just gets out of, you know, you don't know in Hollywood relationships. I mean, and I had real? to ask, what was Cam really thinking? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't help but wonder, is this really worth it? Yeah. You know, people talk, people talk yeah. shit about LA all the time. And so you've lived here in a number of places, uh, but you've lived here a lot. So how much truth do you think there is to the sort of cliche version of what people say about LA? What do they say? That people are basically phony, uh, People are stupid. Yeah. 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 Um, but I like the people will actually... In case you might be somebody that will actually have a, take a meeting with you, have a meeting with you. Yeah. In case right. they're missing out on something, right, which right. is unheard of anywhere else. Um, I just find that people are flaky because they flake on you at the last minute. Even like friends I've had for years. Yeah. And you make plans. You have to make two or three backup plans because they're going <laughs> to, they're going to fucking flake on you. Yeah. It's just, oh. a and guarantee. I just want to, I'm like in New York, that doesn't happen in New York or uh-huh. Toronto or in, anywhere else I've lived. So. Why is that? Just because it, it's just... They're a, like, I don't want to drive. It's oh, too far man, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the west side still. Oh, uh, I don't feel good. Yeah, I'm <laughs> on the west. The traffic. Uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I got an early call. I, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Was, I've, yeah. I've, be, I've only lived in LA for a year and a half, and I've been guilty of that same thing. <laughs> <sighs> I'm just like, you know, you live over there. I'm like... Oh God, it's 45 minutes in a car. I've gotten more uh, like that the longer I've been here. I'm, I'm here just under four years from Massachusetts. So uh, yeah. I don't drive anymore. So I'm just like, I'll take a left. Yeah. It's All great. Right. And you could just, you know, read something or whatever yeah. during yeah. it. Yeah. I still take lifts and I'm still that way. Oh, you're still, oh, yeah. yeah I don't, I don't even distance. drive, but I just don't want to get in the car. <laughs> no, I don't either. I but mean, still, I mean, a car's a death trap. Yeah. It's 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 well, that's the optimistic way to look at it. <laughs> no, I, mean, I think, no, I mean it, it, there's so many. I'm not afraid of anything other besides car wrecks these days. You have like so you have such a high you know chance of getting killed in a car by some person who's texting. By they're texting. I walk. I I was walking. I live on um up the street and I was walking waiting uh, very diligently to cross the road and I all these cars that were zooming by they're yeah. just everybody has their phone out oh it's the and scariest like, thing I just want to yell at them you're gonna die I know but who cares but who, who cares, cares about them <laughs> 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 they're expendable yeah. survival we need to finished. call some people <laughs> out of here <laughs> they're doing it for us which yeah. is yeah. helpful they yeah. are calling themselves yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, um, that for some reason reminds me about the passage in your book about Bernie Toppin because I had a rotten experience with Bernie Toppin once 
And I'd like to for you to share your experience with Bernie Taupin uh, with the listeners. Well, where did I meet him? I can't even remember. It's like a party. It was a uh, yeah, the party. Um, oh yeah, he knew the a friend of mine who was a bass player, uh, Prakash John, who's amazing. Uh, he played with Alice Cooper a lot. And- yeah, Bernie was like wanted to sleep with me, and then <laughs> I'm like, I'm a dyke. And <laughs> I we were in a hotel room somewhere, and he's like. He just was very persistent, and I kept saying, well, you know, ew, I'm not <laughs> yeah. into If I was going to sleep with a man, it wouldn't be you. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> it, you know, David Bowie, maybe, but... Yeah. Um, right, right. <laughs> Daniel Craig, maybe, but... <laughs> um, anyway, and I just let... I mean, he was just nagging me, and I just finally left the room, and he was sitting in the middle of the floor, just like being a, a brat. Oh, my Belligerent God. And I'm kind of, sorry yeah. I've offended, you know... I mean, I know Elton loves him and he's written some cool tunes, but he was just like weird. Well, listen, I love that part of the book because I went to see one of his terrible solo shows in the late 90s. And um, I, at the time, it was too expensive to go. It was at this club in Boston, the, the Paradise. And it's about a thousand person uh, venue. And a friend of mine goes, oh, no, no, no. They're papering the house because it's not selling that well. Well, that well turned out to be about 11 to 12 people. And I think half of us were papered. So... We're there, and Bernie was sort of very public about chiding Elton about Elton's substance abuse and very public about his AA thing, or however people uh-huh. handle that when they're in AA yeah. publicly. Uh, he uh, started drinking martinis in one gulp at the back of the stage. Not not, not great. And he starts getting a little uh, grouchy on stage. You know when you're at a show and there's not that many people there, you want to sort of convey your enthusiasm or like, hey, we're with you. So he said something like, this next song is about rock and roll and leather. And he's wearing leather pants. I just go, yeah, ooh. And he goes, he looked down and derisively goes, if you're into that sort of thing. And I was like, okay, oh, we're off to an interesting geez. start. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Then he uh, lumbered off the stage and in a move that I saw Dave Grohl do this. He jumped off the stage, ran around the crowd. It was exciting and fun, you know, and then giving people high fives. But when there's no one in the audience, it looks like you're just like trying to find the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> Where is the bathroom? Yeah. Yeah. I'm full of martinis. Yeah. I need the bathroom. Yeah. Does anybody to- have any Coke? <laughs> yeah. I've got to have a slash. <laughs> so he hops off, nearly knocks my uh, diminutive friend Eric uh, over, then slaps him on the back, runs around, gets back on stage and uh, continues with his new bad music. Then the promoter had said, listen, uh, bring whatever you want to have signed because it's going to be an intimate crowd. So he co-wrote an Alice Cooper album from the inside. So I brought that and the Captain Fantastic album. So we're in line and I uh, go up and I go, oh, Mr. Tom, I was like 20. So I was like, oh, Mr. Tom, it's you know, a delight to meet you. And, uh, and as I'm saying that, he goes, what the fuck do you bring Elton's fucking shit here for? Wow. I wish that I had the wherewithal that I would have now to be like, oh, oh, you fucking drunk. Fuck you. But I was like, I, uh, and he just keeps laying into me. What the fuck? This is my fucking show. You should have my fucking album. And I'm like thinking, like, aren't you get, don't you get royalties from all these records? Like, did, yeah. I, right? Maybe the fact that the Alice album was about drying out from booze maybe sparked something in him. But he signed the Alice album twice, signed the back of the poster for the Fantastic. And I'm just trying to get away from him. And he just keeps laying into me. So I was thrilled to read that in your book, your, your uh, characterization of Bernie. <laughs> yeah, he was lovely. God. But Elton seems to like him. Yeah. Well, they work well together, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, well, actually, because we're talking about Bernie and his uh, substance problems, perhaps, whatever those might be. And you were with Dusty Springfield, who had a few problems with a couple of problems. Yeah, and we were 
wondering about what it's like to be in the that sort of scene of you know there's blow around there's booze whatever there's partying but then when you start to either notice or have to deal with someone who has a problem with a capital p because brian's yeah issues as well yeah i've had issues and it's like having to you know especially with working relationships and also romantic relationships like how do you how do you negotiate that time where you see things and they're like oh fuck this is a real this is a real problem well i mean yeah you turn into a policeman and you're like hiding alcohol and they're finding or they're hiding alcohol right. and you're yeah, finding it right and they just hide stuff or they or they go through all your stuff and find you know because she found like pills i had like painkillers and uh-huh um yeah it was intense it was very very intense and then i'm gonna be all alanon i mean about this because i was with an you know i mean i was with an alcoholic because i thought oh i I can change her my love will change her but that's that is not the way it works sure right um but you know i'm thrilled that she finally got sober and i know it was i mean she had a difficult life and a lot of issues Mm. and right so it was like it was a roller coaster ride being with her but you know, I'm kind of glad I was because well, she was fascinating and charming and funny and so innovative and talented and right. Um, but you know, you had to deal with the drinking and cutting and whatever. Yeah. Sure, right. And that sort of erodes the romantic relationship, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. You get yeah. over that it's stuff real, fast. Yeah, that's yeah. a buzz. That's a buzz. And kill. then I'm like, I have to get out. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to get out of it. I mean, but I kind of knew going into it. But mm-hmm. really, I was being so naive because I I don't I mean I I hadn't been with a real hardcore person with uh, substance abuse sure. problems. Yeah, I was like kind of naive, and at the end, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And now I don't even want to be with anybody who's even in recovery. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you've been you, you sort of you you've been drained of that yeah, amount it, of yeah. The th- no, but you know what I've discovered about alcoholics is they're narcissists. Okay. So yeah. you have to also deal with that because sure, everything yeah. everything is about them, 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 and they're always late. I mean, I have friends who are in recovery, but they're always late and disrespectful. And uh-huh. I would see that. Yeah, top of the they say top of the mountain or bottom of the barrel. Either way, it's all about me. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Even yeah. though they're they're all you know, I mean, narcissists are very charming people, but I don't want to be with anybody <laughs> yeah. with any kind of problem. Right. Yeah. right. Well, I mean, everybody's got problems, but you know, something. cuter problems. Yeah. 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 Like I can't find my key. Yeah. What's my name? Yeah. <laughs> Is my cat still alive? <laughs> yeah. They keep venting the fender, but it's cute. Yeah. It's all. It's it's yeah. all right. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. I have, the, I have the same thing with like I I've grown past the part where I've like okay you know all that drugs and alcohol stuff doesn't make you a better artist or musician or anything. It's just it's just drama, and I'm and I'm like I I want the kind of problems that I'm like. What should I have for lunch? <laughs> exactly. That is a big problem. It's a, big it's problem. a huge problem. What yeah. should I eat? How many glasses of water is it acceptable for me to drink today? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is it raining? No? Great. Thank God. Because yeah. I was really, <laughs> yeah. I was going down the tubes there yeah. for a second. Yeah. yeah. Those, that's what you want. You want mundane problems. Yeah. You, don't, you don't want to be exhausted by somebody that you're with. You don't want somebody to just drain the life out yeah. of you. It's always right. so much work. Like, and the, like some of my, you know, friends until very, you know, up to very recently have like, okay, who are you today? <laughs> What's what's the personality today? What's your name today? <laughs> is that a song? I think it is. I think it's a new song. Yeah. A new song. That <laughs> I you... think it might be a song, but... Yeah. 
so we'll research that. And so the, your Tyler Brooke is anti diva. Yes. Yeah. And um, and it, you just you know like we described. Um, you had a bookmark Dustin. passage that you wanted to. Oh read yeah, I, I do. Do you like your words thrown back is at it you? So, is it, <laughs> I can't even. I can't remember them. So is it, is it obnoxious for me to do Wait, this? You can't just read anything you want. Say anything you want and be like, "That's <laughs> yeah. really oh, powerful yeah, yeah, that yeah, you yeah, said yeah. that." And then do yeah. something insulting um, to, to someone else, not yes. to her. So and then um, uh, tribute to her. So yeah. on page thirty four, you you say that. I am a dumbass bitch. I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, you didn't even didn't even know you two knew each other. While you're looking for that, I want to bring up the the last man you ever slept with, Bob Ezrin. Was that the last man I slept with? Uh, according to your book, according to Brian's book, according to Brian's yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, what about him? Is that the last man I slept with? I can't even remember. Um. Maybe things have changed. I don't know, but. Because uh, I was curious about uh, the working relationship because it's around the time where your band, you've done the show, you've done that stuff, and then you're pretty prominent in Canada. And yeah. then Bob Ezrin contacts you about Tim Curry covering Birds of a Feather. Oh, right. Oh, I think the sex thing happened way before that. Because he's also a Canadian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, we met Bob when he was like 18. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, I guess... And I don't know what he did first, Alice Cooper or Lou Reed or whatever. I've known him a lot of years. And yeah, we had sex. It's just a great way to introduce him as the last man he had <laughs> yeah. sex with. The last well, man. Well, I can't remember for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, because for listeners who don't know, Bob Ezrin did all those classic Alice Cooper albums. Also, when he was like 18, 19, he was a... Like well, Wunderkind. Lou Reed, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he, Berlin. Yeah, Berlin. Yeah. I mean, he's done a lot of brilliant work. The Wall. Yeah, uh, The Wall. Just that little album called The Wall. Yeah, which that I, little thing, yeah. Which I went to... Uh, and and then later on, I went to try and work on a, a new Pink Floyd album. It didn't work out. Oh, that's another interesting thing. Yeah, I think we should talk about. It. So mm-hmm. when Pink Floyd um, parted ways with Roger Waters, yeah. David Gilmour uh, needed a new creative partner, and you were brought in to possibly be that. Well, yeah. I mean, they were just trying to find uh, lyricists, and um, uh, so I went to England and tried to write some songs, but. On that houseboat or something? The, the yeah, giant. the studio was in a houseboat studio. Houseboat studio? Yeah. That's cool. On the Thames, I believe. <laughs> on the Thames. It's a casual, this low-key kind oh. of environment. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, how, they, they, I'm sure the food was pretty good at that as well. I can't remember the food. <laughs> there was eating, but I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, uh, that was interesting trying to write lyrics. I mean, I, th- I thought I wrote some okay lyrics, but they just, I forget who they ended up working with. I mean, they just like brought in all these people and I forget. Yeah, Because sure. I'd lost interest by then because they weren't paying attention to me anymore. So I was like, I'm over it. How do you manage competition in the industry? I don't know. I don't feel like, I don't feel like we were really competing with anybody because we were pretty different than yeah. anybody. Well, what about when you get into after the band ceased operation? Basically, yeah. you decided to retire the band, right? Yeah. Oh, and then I was trying to figure out how to write music with people or by myself. That uh-huh. was like a nightmare that took a few years. Oh. You walk us through that just a little bit because, you know, you're in this group and I don't know for exactly how many years, but a long time. Yeah. And then you're out in, on your own and you're in L.A., Oh, yeah. Well, I did move to L.A. eventually. And yeah, I wrote with some pe- I thought I came here because I'm like, oh, well, people want to write with me. Right. And people write together here. But it didn't really happen that mm-hmm. much. And then I tried to get a record deal. I didn't get one because I used to play a lot when I, when I first moved here in the oh, uh, 89. So, ni- yeah, I'd play a lot sure. in the 90s. Didn't get a record deal. And then just ended up, you know, releasing my own stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you stayed here how long? 
Oh God! Oh, uh, uh. did you move back after the Northridge earthquake? No. Okay. No, that was those were good times. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> the earthquake and the riots; those were good times. Oh, of course, the riots, darling. Oh, the, the riots. Fuck? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember the riots, darling. <laughs> um, no, I think I moved to New York. When was the first time I moved to New York? Two thousand and oh yeah, I moved to New York like ten days before nine eleven. Oh okay. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow. Bad timing. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect timing. If you had to, this is just a stupid question. If you had to live anywhere in the world for the rest of your life and money's no object, where would you go? Oh, somewhere in Europe, probably London. London. Or somewhere in Italy. I don't know. I haven't been everywhere yet, so I can't. Yeah. But yeah, I would live in Europe. Mm-hmm, well, yeah. Let's just say London because I have some friends there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want. I do want. I want to read this passage. I, um, oh yeah. So, so um, uh, when you chose General Idea to shoot and um, the first album cover. You're t- talking about glamour. So he says here, they delivered a treatise on glamour in file in the issue with Sandy's foot on the cover. Quote, we knew that in order to be glamorous, we had to become plagiarists, intellectual parasites. We moved in on a history in occupied images, emptying them, reducing them to shells. We filled these shells with glamour, the cream puff innocence of idiots, the naughty silence of shark fins slicing the water. That is fucking amazing. <laughs> that is general idea. <laughs> that is like, I mean, I wish that it. I I don't know. I'm I'm just glamorizing that time back then with like um, uh, it just seemed with the the sort of the mix. Yeah, between, the, the the mix between um artists and musicians and it, like real designers cre- and, designers yeah. and creativity and like a movement and I don't know. I, it's hard. I guess yeah, it's people hard should look look up general idea in the 80s because it's fascinating especially because they were gay and just so far ahead of their time and so brilliant yeah uh, we also were talking about words because it's such a well-written book and you're so your lyrics are you know fantastic as well and ahead of your time so, oh thanks yeah you're welcome uh and gay right so yeah. this is we have uh the, yeah. gay so t- <laughs> yeah we have, we have there's um <laughs> there's we have to play that, this uh, clip there's from a, um a, a tatum o'neill um just randomly uh, walks up to a man who's sitting down. And, and, well, don't and spoil it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. I won't spoil it's a it. film with uh, Richard Burton uh, playing a 60-year-old artist and Tatum O'Neill playing the 16-year-old love interest. Filmed in Toronto because oh, I saw from... them in the restaurant. Oh, my God. Are you? Oh, my God. Incredible. I wonder if it's the restaurant in the... Uh... The courtyard, the courtyard cafe. Oh where everyone. I bet it's that. I bet it's the exact. Oh I bet God. it is, darling, because it's so glamorous. <laughs> it was so glamorous. <laughs> Are you gay? No. I always like to know if a guy's gay. And that's it. Just walks away. <laughs> just, walks, just walks away. Just walks away. And we were thinking it's a great conversation starter. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, Perfect. and you know which way you can go. Yeah. Actually, is this? Let's see. Is this the courtyard cafe? Uh, what is that? No, it isn't. Okay, I don't think so. I'll just cut that out. That's and it's Toronto, <laughs> not Toronto, correct? Or does it matter? I um, don't know. Oh, Toronto. Okay. I was schooled well, you, by someone. From well, you Canada. schooled me on that. I but I, I, I like to just hold that over. What you. Toronto? Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. Not Toronto. Is it? I, I had, pff, I'm sure people the, pronounce it both ways. I think they're both Hogtown. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're both legal. Yeah. <laughs> Tense face away from the ears. I pushed her tense face 
book, you mentioned that uh, you noticed a pattern in your life regarding going towards complicated or difficult people because it would help to distract you from your own life. Curious if you still found yourself going towards, I mean, you sort of said before that you don't, but uh, that whole pattern of, well, they have, there's a bunch of problems here. I can focus on that and not have to think about my own stuff. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't do that anymore, but I mean... It's a common yeah. thing. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean, I certainly gravitate towards, you know, intelligent people and who by nature can sometimes be a little. Yeah. They're, they're tricky. problematic. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, I'm attracted to other artists usually. I'm yeah. not attracted to like an accountant normally. <laughs> Dollards and businessmen. Oh, it's good. You know, the kind of dinner conversation you can have. Yeah. 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 Faction yeah. figures. No, I mean, art, artists are fascinating. So, yeah. and yeah, sometimes they come with a whole mess of pain. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of uh, baggage in that trunk. Yeah. 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 I had yeah. a question about Corey Hart because. From the recording session. Because you called him the sweatiest man you've ever met. And I want to know if he still was the sweatiest man you ever met. He was, you haven't met Brian uh, oh, before. I'm actually so. the sweatiest man I've ever met. So this is, well, no, this is if you were Corey, oh, really? if you were the core sample, there would be sweat on you right now. Oh, really? Just just buckets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You would just be sweaty. I don't oh know. He, I just noticed he was super sweaty. Um, <laughs> but adorable. And he had an adorable girlfriend. Um, he was very... But I guess I noticed that when we were doing Tears Are Not Enough... For know, the listeners, which it's like the Canadian equivalent of, uh, of We Are The we World. Are the world. Yeah. 10 beers are not enough it was our, <laughs> our canadian thing but um you know i got to like sing with Joni mitchell and neil young and and Mer- like they were all there every canadian and canadians i hadn't heard of of course because because <laughs> <laughs> you dismiss yeah. the, the canadian art coming in these days and david foster's canadian too right yeah and uh oh, oh you just pulled a face which i love <laughs> hearing anything about david foster no well i i mentioned in the book that he made paul hyde and i do 50 takes oh. of, <laughs> of our of our thing and that was right the first time he apologized to me i saw him a few years ago and he's like i have to apologize for making you do 50 takes because the first one was right and i'm like i oh know because the first take god. is always right oh my fucking god <laughs> What was it like recording with Rough Trade? How many takes did you commonly do? And how sort of obsessive were you and Kevin about the overdub process? Not so much. I mean, we would just... I wasn't obsessed. I would just be like, you know, I would go for the performance. Yeah. And we were just more obsessed with like, in the days before sampling, just putting weird sounds like vacuum cleaners. And like, (laughs) we would just mic all this stuff and try and create all these weird sounds and make them part of the song so we were more about that but we'd never we didn't have that much time to go crazy because you know canada (laughs) not not, not that much money it's the answer to everything at the end of the day low budge canada where canada where you hosted the casbys right that's right and the casbys were what's the equivalent canadian there was nothing canadian artists selected by you oh that's great so the american music awards essentially yeah but the canadian version but it was fun but uh, yeah i worked with paul schaefer and we just would hole up in a hotel room in new york and write all this crap (laughs) that we would you know half of it they would never let us say on tv but we'd just like write the script and do all these intros and then you know, I guess they would try and tone us down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but the Canadian television system seems a little bit more lenient than 
the American. Oh, they were like amazing. I mean, I have to thank the CBC for, I mean, because we, you know, they put us on TV and let us do whatever sure, yeah. in yeah. The, the olden days. Yeah. Um, they let me do a song called Dyke by Default. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't get that. CBS really was never doing much of that. NBC. No, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. No, we just used to be on these two talk shows. Oh, um, yeah. What was the talk show that you were on that was like, uh, not, not, I, I can't remember the name. One Peter guy, something. Peter Zowski was one thing, and then Canada After Dark. Um, and my sister was a producer on, I guess, both shows. And then she would like go. Let's. She would bring in all all this talent, turn them on to people like Devo and the Runaways. Oh and, yeah. Um, but I do remember Kevin and I were lost our minds because we were on a show with Buckminster Fuller. Oh right. Uh, who we loved yeah. i mean and the mayor of toronto and i was wearing a bondage suit and the mayor of toronto was like <laughs> getting all turned on oh my god oh my god oh my god but yeah um they would just have an amazing lineup of people like robin williams and mm-hmm. fran Leibowitz and so that's interesting you met robin williams yet Corey hart was still the sweatiest man you ever met um, Corey oh, yeah. Hart just seemed sweaty <laughs> when we were doing Tears and All I'm Enough. sure, yeah, yeah. It could have been a very dry day for Robin at yeah. the time. Oh, was he sweaty? I don't know. That, the, the I don't think goes. Yeah, I didn't I meet Robin Williams, so I don't oh, know. Oh, never mind then. Forget yeah. what I said. So I think you described Bill Murray in the book as um, just completely insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I love him. I yeah. love him so much. Oh, my God. I would, I, would, I would love to meet him. And he had a fling with... Yeah, but let's not talk about that. Okay, okay, I can cut that out. Hates me. Oh, oh no. really? Okay. Yeah, oh. let's not talk about it. No, no, that's fine. I'll cut that it. out. I'll cut that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Well, actually, you know what happened with the book was, um, it kind of got. They're like, "Oh, you're finished," and I was like, "Oh, I wanted to cut some stuff out." Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you're so. I mean, you're so honest and open and raw in the book, and it's hysterical with the. What was that like? Was it, did you have anxiety after, you know? Yeah, I did. I did. And I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't mentioned that. And then there were some angry people and there were some, but most people were okay. But I really didn't want to offend people and. Yeah. yeah, like for instance, the the fat guy from Loverboy. That's how you refer to the guy in Loverboy. <laughs> I don't care about that. <laughs> that's one of my because you list everyone at the Tears Are Not Enough session in great detail, you know, yeah. like and then every name, everything spelled perfect, and then and that fat guy from Loverboy. <laughs> yeah, well, they I don't know. They, they suck. Did that's what you were about to say. They did something offensive. They were just like. They said something homophobic. Somebody in the band really? was like homophobe, and I oh, got offended. Uh. I forget which fat guy it was. <laughs> fat guy number three. Fat guy number three, yeah. And not to be cruel or body shamed, Mr. Yeah. Loverboy, but yeah. there was a, a, a recent shows where there was, you know, sort of like, and what's his name from Loverboy as part of the show? And they do the Carney Wilson trick with them. They like almost hide him behind a piano. You know, they stand three quarters this way and oh, like wow. stick him behind the piano because the oh, gentleman's gosh. not quite as svelte as he used to be. Oh, yeah, which go. I guess wasn't even that. The svelte gentleman then. is a slob. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't as svelte as he used to be. Yeah, uh, yeah. I imagine there was that. Well, you know, guys, straight guys, especially, they get older and they get fat. They get wide. <laughs> and. I do talk about like some men that I slept with and I saw them in later years and like, why are they all so wide? <laughs> what happened? They were like skinny and now they're like size of a building. Yeah. What does happen? What, what is that straight epidemic? I'm not sure. Cause uh, uh, as a, I guess the straight representative in the room, yes. I, uh, yeah, I, I am still confused by my brethren. Yes. I, I don't, Please no, I mean, I've had weight men. issues, but that was since I was a kid and you know, whatever, that's something I sort of deal with. But, yeah. uh, I know what you're talking about totally. And when I see that, I'm like, 
why are you letting this what are you doing to just let it go yeah you know please take care of yourself yeah Yeah. right yeah i wouldn't know because you know some of you are cool and yeah i mean you know, like well, sometimes when I'm on Facebook, I'm like, "This is death book," and I can't. <laughs> oh no! I cannot see that these people have passed <laughs> yeah. away because they've gotten. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, sure. friends of mine from years ago, and I'm like, "Oh no, look at what you look at now!" And then two seconds later, they're like, "I'm sick," and then they're gone, and it's like oh, sad. It is kind of an indicator, though, just yeah. your general appearance, yeah, and not and not in a kind of like body shaming or anything yeah. that way no, but no, it's no. Not, not, yeah. not necessarily overly vain but it's just like yeah it is it's nice to look good yeah just well just just take care of yourself yeah. because you're probably married and you have a family and take care of yourself a little bit yeah so you can be around yeah. some people joke like oh you're married now you can let yourself go which yeah. is kind of a weird thing because it's like well that lucky partner i never yeah. understood yeah i was like i never understood that if i'm going to get married and you know, force somebody into spending the rest of their <laughs> lives with me. I'm going to be like, keep it up. It's yeah. Yeah, more yeah. incentive to like keep them there. So they don't go wandering off into the hills looking for somebody else. You know? Right. Exactly. Oh my God. I can't deny I'm hard to love you to protect and defend. See you under my hands. We'll spend the day. Watch the bullets ricochet. When the floods come, when the floods come, I can't deny to love you, to protect and defend, see you under my hand. We'll spend the day, watch the bullets ricochet. When the floods come, when the floods come. Running through the streets with my heart in my throat. Through the bombs and the scams and the broken down plans. The fever, the visions in this cruel garden. This is not a test, this is not a test. One of the things that we were neglectful in talking about is your great new video and song. This is not a test. Why, thanks. <laughs> okay, that, thanks so much for coming. Thanks, Carol. Uh, it's been a pleasure doing business with you. <laughs> but seriously. Yeah, no, seriously. Uh, this is not a test I wrote uh, with a fabulous woman in Toronto um, who plays Theremin. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, the space. God damn, I want to learn how to... Can I interrupt you for one second, please? Is the Theremin an extremely difficult... Um, instrument to play do I have any hope of trying to learn it in the next 20 years I think you could learn it but I it's not that easy to play okay but anyway her it. name is Clara Venice and she looks like a Japanese anime character she's amazing oh my God. we did a rough trade uh, show a fake rough trade no it was a real rough trade show <laughs> and she opened we had her open for us was this a reunion show yeah a reunion how often do you do the reunion shows not very often. And sometimes I do fake rough trade without. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I, do. I love this. I love a fake. This is great. A fake yeah. rough trade. Yeah, I'm but, way into fake rough trade. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm in it, but Kevin Staples is not in it. So. And you and Kevin, for those listening who don't know, Kevin's basically the only other consistent member. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. rough trade really is you and Kevin. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes he doesn't want to do it or, <laughs> you know, or he's doing something else. And, you know, I'll, I'll go and play a casino in. I don't know why it's still rough. We do it is, rough. Tra- yeah, I mean that's... we do rough trade songs, but uh, you know you just get. I get paid a shitload of money, so yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm if you just change the marquee a little bit, the check's yeah. better. Yeah, I yeah. mean, who's going to be yeah, upset? Yeah. If I went to see, like for instance, if I went to see a rough trade show and you, you weren't singing, I'd be pissed. Well, yeah, so, yeah. other yeah. than I that, would too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is soft trade. I'm out of here. Yeah. So we wrote the song. This is not a test. Yeah. Um, and then a friend of mine here. Jason Mark, who I did another video with, uh, Vagina Wolf, from my last EP, Music, yeah. music for Lesbians, <laughs> a brilliant EP. Um, 
I didn't think I was allowed to buy it. That's the only reason I don't have it. So. No, it's <laughs> it's kind of a parody of Eno and music for airports and stuff. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Jason and I were talking about doing a video, and then he wanted to do something different, so he shot a bunch of crazy people <laughs> against a green screen and yeah. then you know it's it, it looks like we're, it's animated it's basically animated we'll post a link and uh put a little clip on instagram too just like a little segment oh cool yeah yeah, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. um anyway it doesn't look like anything else out there i don't know it's think. a very and, cool video yeah i really love the look of it and you know there's a certain amount of trans gay action going on uh-huh love some trans gay action we do we do yeah. indeed um so yeah, and I, it's my love song for the apocalypse, and uh, yeah, people are really liking it, and uh, I'm so happy to have it. You know, I hardly ever do videos, so I'm very happy with it. Yeah, and I was really excited to see a new song from you, and I was also hoping that that would mean that there'll be some shows soon, especially because now I'm in LA. I remember looking at your schedule before, and I'd be like, oh, an LA show, because you know, why would you come to Massachusetts? There's no reason to. No, but I just, I mean, I think I have. I was talking to an American agent, so maybe I'm going to do some shows. She's into booking me, which is, I'm like, okay, it's a bit late on for things to be happening, but okay. Please do a show in LA. Yeah, um, yeah I did. I have done some shoes, shows in LA, but... Some shoes, too. Some, some shoes. 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 Yeah. I've done a couple of pairs of shoes and some shows. <laughs> no. I, I was at the Viper Room uh, with... Um, the name of that band what's that gay band bon jovi wang chung yeah no <laughs> um, the gay band what's that gay, gay band? band um fleetwood mike no oh jeez, um, no wait fleetwood uh, dyke nope I, that um, could be it they did play around uh, here a lot oh my god i'm having a brain aneurysm um les zeppelin that's no, actually les a real zeppelin. band that's no that is it. a band i, I know, know there's yeah, people yeah, yeah. um, um the Burt Reynolds bunch. The Pansy Division. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Pansy. That, would, that sounds like a great show. Yeah, so I did that. But Oh, it was like right after the election or so, something. It was, oh, the good was, times, as we call them. It was a them. bummer yeah. kind of day. Oh, yeah. It was a bummer time. It was after the election. Oh, bummer time. Right, right. That's right. People the, were like, right after fall and yeah. before winter. People were yeah. not coming out. People were like hiding in their homes, <laughs> screaming, <laughs> drinking. Yeah, drinking and committing suicide. Yeah. yeah. And Rough Trade actually played here. We did a reunion show at LA Pride in 2005 with oh, wow. with Joan Jett and Sharon uh-huh. Stone was there. I don't know why she was, <laughs> she was hosting. Really, and the, well. and these queens were like, "Who are you? You're fabulous. We don't know who you are, but you're fabulous." Oh, Which is my favorite thing. Oh my god, does that? Oh lord. But people came to that because it was Pride. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's one of the exciting things too. Is that everyone I've played your stuff to, everyone always flips out about it. They're like, wait, how have I not heard of this? Because, you, again, you're so ahead of your time. The content, like Crimes of Passion, is very extremely edgy. Like, yeah. People yeah. still still today are it's like, ex- oh, my it's God. It's edgy now. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. extremely edgy. And still now, it's like shocking. Like, oh, oh.
what the first line is when you say like she slides her hands down into the uh, moistness of herself. I mean, that's like what's that other going on? What's that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta clutch my pearls. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's yeah, not like good. seals and crofts or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. like what's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, what I loved about Rough Trade is like, like my lyrics are so dark and bitter and kind of funny and kevin's music is kind of up yeah so we meld the two together yeah. so you can dance to it but well somebody had this great quote music you can um well now i've forgotten the quote it makes you think and dance at the same time that's oh, my that's favorite good. quote oh, that's excellent. About, that's a good commercial about my music. makes you think yeah. and you can dance at the same yeah. time rough yeah. trade rough trade no it was that was actually about me not rough trade but carol pope yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and fake rough trade yeah. <laughs> i want a fake rough trade shirt just to oh, yeah, rough trade oh god yeah. actually and everybody keeps using that name we had the name before rough trade the record company and i don't know right. why we let that happen well i don't know why I'd, Suing didn't it's happen. Probably we're like, well, that's cool. They're a little yeah, label, we're like, cool. right? Yeah, yeah. They're, we're like, we're cool. They're cool. They're Brits. Okay. <laughs> the days of letting that stuff go are long gone. Oh no, too, if right? it was now, I'd be suing. <laughs> oh I'm, yeah. I just want to sue everybody. <laughs> sue everyone and also get five commercial endorsements because yeah. that was frowned upon heavily. Then, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But now it'd be great. Like, oh, you want us to rewrite that for Pepsi? Terrific. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I would. Yeah, I'd love to have a song in a commercial. Crimes of Cola. Yeah. That's yeah. Crimes, Crimes of, of Cola. cola. <laughs> yeah. Crimes of Cola. cola. Uh, crimes of or you could do yeah anything or like even Reba McIntyre's doing um Kentucky oh, Fried she's, Chicken yeah she's the uh, she's, she's the, the general or whatever but the, I don't understand why people who have so much freaking money do shit like that because right. I wouldn't I don't have a lot of money so I would do it but she, I don't understand sitting on an empire just want to throw some well, chicken on it I don't understand why yeah. Brad Pitt is doing commercials in Japan I mean <laughs> it's strange right it is do you not have enough money I mean who knows maybe he's, he was embezzled yeah, you know, yeah, maybe. Who the hell knows? Maybe no, he's, I think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe either. he's an embezzler. Oh yeah, trying to keep him off the scent. You know yeah, what I mean? he has multiple personalities. Who knows? I sure hope so. You did some uh, music for films, right? Yeah, like Coneheads. Oh yeah, but they didn't use it. But oh, yeah. they didn't use it. Oh, no. Okay, son of a bitch. That's too bad. Now, when that happens, do you get paid for it? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Great. Okay. And yeah. we're like also with the Pink Floyd thing. Did they give you some kind of like retainer while you're working on something? Mm, or just no. the, just the nice sushi or whatever it is that's around i don't know i just i mean yeah i think i crashed with bob Ezrin, and he was staying in a house that Jimi hendrix used to live in so that was he seems to always have like a good house you talk about the oh he has a good house always (laughs) (laughs) he had a great apartment on the east side he lived near garbo go to garbo and um but yeah he was cool that way and i could crash there and you know we did some writing there i mean He's a cool dude. And yeah. and of course we, uh Tim Curry. Oh, seems yeah. pretty cool. Tim was wonderful. And yeah. I, I I wish I still was in touch with him because I think he lives in Toluca Lake. Yeah, I I we actually Kevin Staples and I looked him up cuz I'm like I wish I tried to phone him but his phone number's not working because of, you know, the heart sure, attack right, and everything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just don't know anybody who knows him because I would totally call him and say, "No, can I come over?" and Totally. Let's talk about the olden days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that he did three albums. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's one of my favorite singers, too. Yeah. yeah he's such an, an incredible uh, interpreter of that is material. So, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, so good. So damn good. Now, uh, there's a song I'd like to play you from uh, that's oh, been yes. a, a favorite of the podcast listeners. It's from a film called By and Beyond 3, The Hermaphrodites. Uh, it came out in 1989. Actually, let me grab the sleeve because it's, okay. not, it's not as good without the sleeve. It is transcendent. 
it is transcendent in a, for a for a porno soundtrack it's unbelievable can we say from aphrodite anymore well because i like that word but it, right but that's but what we, we, were, ta- well, we were talking about that and i think that um in this in this like it's not a right it's not like a pc term at all wow <laughs> I love it. That's from a stash of porns that were uh, deposited at Cinephile. One of the last remaining great deposited. Of course I did. Yeah, wasn't excreted. It was deposited. Wow. uh, Yeah, and it's got a flap on the cover too. So there's uh, like not a flap. um, Oh, a flap. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes, (laughs) I had had a hermaphrodite on um, the CD for my CD Radiate. But they like pixelated out the penis. Oh, okay. But now we can't use that term. The term is yeah. The term is verboten. Well, this is from eighty nine. But I'm sorry, but I like that term, and it still is a Greek, isn't it? Hermes from Hermes and Aphrodite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's mythological. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What's your take to before we play the song? What's your take on the uh, someone call it the politically correct? adjustment to language or just the general way uh, it's that that's exhausting <laughs> it's hard to keep, it's hard to keep track i mean i'm it's hard to keep track i know and i'm like no matter what i say i'm gonna offend people but um, right yeah especially as someone who's a basically a pioneer for visibility yeah exactly and i'm, I'm like but i love the term androgynous i'm sorry yeah. I now like is that it. off the table now? Can, is that I don't so? know. Oh, I, no, I don't I, think I don't I, think that's off the no. table, but I think that just covered everything and it was kind of sexy cuz everybody in the 80s was so androgynous and you're like, will he? Will she? Are they? <laughs> yeah. Do they? That's a good song right there. That's, awesome. I don't, that's a great one. That's will they? Awesome. Won't they? Yeah. Are they? Should they? Yeah. Will they? Yes. We've written the song. Yeah, we I think just we did. Have. It. We just <laughs> <laughs> But I like the the suspense. I yeah. mean, sure. I I understand, but you know, to take some of the fun out of it. Yeah, I think that's takes out the fun out of my sex. Right, right. And I think that's like it's kind of like uh, what I appreciate your work is like it plays with the the wildness and the mystique of pushing boundaries and not having everybody just say no. This is what is it? This is it's very uh, packaged and non confrontational and and just easy to digest and safe and and compassionate and caring. It's like not tiptoeing around anything because it's to be queer or be a dyke or a fag or whatever. It's like it's not easy and no, it's not and it an easy be, life and it was so freeing and now right. it feels politically restricted right although mm-hmm. i certainly can relate you know i mean it it is not easy but you know it, it takes a little bit of the joy out of it right being so politically correct right yeah you know because i think you know being a a queer person should just certainly be a, about joy yeah yeah and i, I agree you used a lot of you're talking about the S and M clothing and stuff, but sort of though that imagery and clothing in your work in the late seventies. Yeah, I was wondering your so, it, what uh, that. That's my question. That's blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Blah, uh, blah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. You know, it was like sexy and provocative and um, edgy. Yeah, it turned me on and and then but every time I dated a woman, she wanted me to beat her up. So I was like, <laughs> "Oh no, I really have to follow through with this." Yeah, with this, even though it's a sexual parody. But now I really have to whip that person. <laughs> and then I got into it. Yeah, <laughs> seems like it worked out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's funny. Before we play that song, a little number from Sharon Stone. Oh yeah, 
What? Oh yeah, you, you'll like this one. Yeah, I think you'll like this. This is good. How could you not? It's a crowd pleaser. There's something you should know about me. I'm cold. I'm calculating. I get what I want. If you get in my way, I'll wreak havoc upon you. I can leave you weak, limp, twisted, confused. If you want to live to see tomorrow, you answer to me, and you answer quickly. I am a stroke. Learn to recognize a stroke and act quickly. Time lost is brain lost. Just a little PSA for everyone out Isn't there. Isn't that insane? That is insane. They don't make them like that anymore. No, they do not. They sure I thought don't. that was from Basic Instinct. I know, right? right, <laughs> right, right. It's a stroke. Exactly. It's a stroke. It's serious. I am so serious. I am Sharon Stone. I Fairies. can tear you apart. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention. Pay yeah. attention. Uh, this by and beyond was from a stash of porns that was deposited at Cinephile from Hugh Hefner's brother's widow. So she brought in this huge amount of porn and it was all of this nature. A lot of them purchased down the street at the pleasure chest. The West, yeah, that's right. West Hollywood classic. This is a great cover. I love that cover. I want to use that cover this is for my next album. Perfect. This, yeah. This is dope. I can be your life, your girl. Loving me is easy, you'll see. I guarantee you'll never love another life. And so die, the best of both worlds. And so die, when love's not enough. And so die, the ultimate pleasure. Whatever turns you on, say I'm too much for one love. And if it does, see, I can be this way. Yeah. <laughs> Stick it up my bum. <laughs> oh, that's great. Live remix. We always Live love that. Kind of, oh my God, that's fantastic. Isn't that great? I'll send it to you if you'd like to add it to your I collection. I would. I would love that. Terrific. Well, maybe I'll cover it. That'd be amazing. Aphrodite, could I be more offensive <laughs> yes, yes. to everyone? Release it now. Who's anal retentive? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, my god, that's amazing. Well, Carol, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. You're so, welcome. So, so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I hope you had a good time. And, I did. Uh, good, and maybe come back again sometime when you'd like to. Okay. All right. <laughs> when I would actually like to. Yeah. yeah when you when enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Terrific. Thanks, Carol. Thanks again.